Hey, everybody. I'm Grace Lynch, a producer at Wonder Media Network and one of the many people who gets to work on Encyclopedia Womanica. My absolute favorite feeling whenever I'm working on an episode of Womanica is when I find the perfect piece of music that will underscore a series of events or transport the listener or communicate the emotional weight of the situation. It can be really hard to find these tracks, and all of us spend hours pouring through music libraries to find them. The song that you're listening to right now is one of my all-time favorites, which I found one day toiling deep down a music rabbit hole. I sat on it for months, waiting to finally find the right episode, and it was actually Jenny, who had heard me use it inappropriately too many times before, who finally picked the right spot. It ended up working perfectly for Mary the Jewess, one of our many beautiful minds we featured in December. If you enjoy what we do and want to keep hearing more incredible stories of women throughout history who deserve to be remembered, I hope you would consider joining our membership program. By going to glow.fm slash womanica, you can help support the team behind the show and make sure that these stories keep being told. That's glow.fm slash womanica. Thanks again. Hello, I'm Lexi, an intern from the National Women's History Museum, and today I'm excited to introduce one of my favorite episodes that's been featured on Encyclopedia Womanica, Mary Church Terrell. Mary's story reminds us that the 19th Amendment did not extend the right to vote to women of color. After the addition of the 19th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, activists like Mary continued to work to pursue a future where all, not just some women, would be able to vote. Mary inspires me to be an advocate for social change, and I hope she inspires you too. This episode initially aired in March 2020. Now here's host Jenny Kaplan to tell you about Mary Church Terrell. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Today's feminist was an African-American civil rights activist and suffragist who worked in the late 19th and early 20th centuries to improve the lots of her race and gender. As a writer, educator, and organizer, her accomplishments were far-reaching. She was also one of the first Black women to go to college in the U.S. Let's talk about Mary Church Terrell. Mary Eliza Church was born on September 23, 1863, in Memphis, Tennessee. Mary's parents were both freed slaves who owned small, thriving businesses and provided a comfortable life for Mary and her brother. Mary's father, Robert Reed Church, was one of the Southern United States' first black millionaires. Her mother, Louisa Ayers Church, was one of the first black women to open and run a hair salon. Their success was remarkable. Tennessee in 1863, during the middle of the Civil War, was quite a discriminatory place to say the least. Her parents' success allowed Mary access to an education she may otherwise have been barred from receiving. When Mary attended Oberlin College, she became one of the first African-American women to earn a college degree. Oberlin was the first college in the U.S. to open its doors to women and African-Americans. Mary majored in classics and earned her bachelor's degree alongside Anna Julia Cooper and Ida Gibbs Hunt, two other prominent black intellectuals and activists. Mary then got her master's in education. After graduation, Mary taught at the historically black college Wilberforce College, now called Wilberforce University. She then moved to Washington, D.C. and taught at the M Street Colored High School, 
There, she met a man named Robert Heberton Terrell. Robert had his own successful career as an attorney and educator. He would later become the first black municipal court judge in D.C. The two got married and had four children, though only one daughter survived infancy. The couple would later adopt a second daughter. After spending a few years in Europe studying languages, Mary returned to the U.S. and dove into activism. In 1892, Thomas Moss, a friend of Mary's, was lynched by white business owners. This had a major impact on Mary and led her to join anti-lynching campaigns. She famously wrote a piece condemning the widespread trend of lynchings in the South. In the piece, entitled Lynching from a Negro's Point of View, Mary wrote, The South has so industriously so persistently and eloquently preached the inferiority of the Negro that the North has apparently been converted to this view. In 1892, Mary formed the Colored Women's League, along with her college friends and other well-known feminists, abolitionists, and scholars. Their intention was to provide support and empowerment to the African-American community, and especially to black women. Due to her successful career and her achievements in activism, Mary was also appointed to the D.C. School Board in 1895. She was the first black woman to hold that position. A year later, the Colored Women's League merged with other mission-aligned organizations to expand its reach and impact. The coalition formed the National Association of Colored Women. Mary was the first president of the association, and her words, lifting as we climb, became the organization's motto. Those words conveyed the essence of the association's intention, that through solidarity comes progress for all. As president, Mary was extremely active. She spoke and wrote for the cause. She fought for women's suffrage and specifically for black women's suffrage. She would later even picket the White House with the National Women's Party. In 1898, Mary gave an address called The Progress of Colored Women, at the National American Women's Suffrage Association's conference in D.C. Through the movement, she became good friends with Susan B. Anthony and other luminaries of the age, like Jane Addams, Frederick Douglass, and W.E.B. Du Bois. In 1904, Mary traveled to Berlin to speak at the International Congress of Women. She was the only black woman at the conference. Mary delivered her address in three languages, German, French, and English, and received a standing ovation. Five years later, in 1909, Mary was one of the founders of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, the NAACP. The next year, she also co-founded the College Alumna Club, later called the National Association of University Women. The 19th Amendment was added to the U.S. Constitution in 1920, giving women the right to vote. But that right didn't extend in practice to people of color. Mary urged activists, including Alice Paul, to turn their attention to extending rights more broadly. Alice Paul wasn't interested, but Mary didn't give up. She published an autobiography called A Colored Woman in a White World to share her personal experiences with prejudice. In 1950, Mary helped in the fight to desegregate restaurants in D.C. by actively protesting against segregated establishments. Segregated restaurants were deemed unconstitutional by the Supreme Court three years later. Well into her 80s, 
Mary continued protesting in picket lines and taking part in advocacy work. She passed away in 1954 at the age of 90. Thank you for listening to this Best of Month. It was so fun for us to revisit some of the many women we covered over the last year. And the good news is, we're nowhere near finished. Tune in tomorrow for the first episode of Season 2. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our newsletter, Womanica Weekly. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Encyclopedia Womanica. And you can follow me directly on Twitter at Jenny M. Kaplan. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow. Racial injustice has been an unacceptable part of our nation's being for far too long. As we grapple with authentic ways to dismantle the inequitable power structure of our country, the census takes on a whole new level of relevance. It allows us to recreate our histories and bring to life human beings who've been disregarded and discarded. Learn more about the census and how it could be the most undervalued tool we have to preserve democracy in a four-part podcast series called 2020 Counts by our friends at Bridger Media. Hosts Allison Badger-Cheria and Leela Jerusalem speak with activists, academics, historians, and community organizers to understand its history and importance. A complete count can completely change representation in our country. Listen to understand why some experts believe being counted is more important than voting. Subscribe to 2020 Counts wherever you get your podcasts.